Alrighty, welcome to The Branding Iron. This is episode four, and I'm your host, Edward Simpson. I am the resident content writer and social media specialist at Brand Iron, and uh, I handle everything from content marketing to email disbursement. Um, if a brand has a voice, chances are I'm the person writing it. And in relation to this podcast, we'll be talking about a few things businesses can do to survive throughout the COVID-19 crisis, as we are still in it, and a few notable events happening within the trending space of marketing, advertising, and what brands are doing to brand themselves throughout COVID-19. To start off, we're in a pretty diverse of time. Uh, George Floyd recently died as a result of a police officer. Um, Rest in peace. We're in the middle of COVID-19 where many people are stuck inside. And then on top of that, many people are out protesting. Um, There's just a lot of a lot going on in the world right now, especially for the USA. Um, And as a result for that, I think something brands that need to start to focus on is branding for their community. Um, There's such a focus on growth most of the time for businesses, especially startups, is how you can get big as fast as possible. But now, especially with the national climate and everything that's going on, isn't going to be the time for figuring out how you can exploit audiences to grow your business. It's going to be figuring out how you can give back because chances are if you're a brand in a community, people have already helped you grow to a certain degree. And if you're in that community, you owe it back to them to give them a return. I mean, chances are if you give them a good experience, they'll keep returning and they'll keep funding your business. But it, it's it's really more than just finding a reason to fund your business. It's it's finding a reason to take part. Um, most of us at the end of the day are people and it's important to remember you're part of a neighborhood. So a few tactics, strategies that brands can do for their community right off the bat um, to give those people that value your business more value um, for themselves is you can create a loyalty program, something to give people uh, rewards or something in return for their uh, for their business for paying for your service or your product or whatever have it you can do things to give them back whether that's in the form of a uh, 50% off their next purchase whether that's a free product or maybe free hours long service or whatever you offer um, for some businesses that have the capability to host an event um, at a certain time, this would applied. This would have applied to a lot of restaurants, but for some businesses that can, hosting an event can help them set up a platform to talk about certain issues, um, to have the community gather, which could be difficult right now, especially as COVID nineteen is happening. Like you don't want to spread the virus by having people gather. So a good alternate to having people gather in a common space would be like a Zoom meeting, for example. But through events that you host, um, you can bring up certain topics worth talking about. You can also fundraise for specific causes in your community. Say homelessness is an issue. Say uh, housing is an issue or whatever your specific community is facing whether it's like police injustice, which is the big topic right now in the nation. Um, You can put funds together to improve it and and make your community a better place for everyone. Um, And I talked about those uh, Zoom meetings. I've seen a lot of cool things that people have done that I just want to take time to mention. 
Uh, people have like done Zoom meetings where I've seen like margarita things. Um, my gym has hosted classes now. I've probably mentioned that a thousand times. I think I've even written it, written about it in some blogs. But Zoom is a great way to connect with people online. And I think we're going to see a growing reliance on the internet within the coming year as a lot of uncertainty revolves around the pandemic and what could potentially happen since nobody is certain about what the future holds. Um, so yeah, those are just a few things. Some other tactics that people could be using could include like scholarships for people that are less privileged in their communities by providing someone a scholarship or an educational opportunity. You could be helping them create a better life for themselves and their family later on down the road, whether it's five years or 10 years. Um, a scholarship could look like helping them go to certain classes or it could be even like an internship at your place of work if they're interested in the same type of business you are in. Um, so yeah, those are just some thoughts for how you can brand yourself for the community. Other than that, there's a few other things that I wanted to hit on. A big trend right now that is happening within advertising is uh, are happening within advertising, marketing, and how brands are overall portraying themselves is this tendency to try to create a very emotional piece of content. And typically I would tell brands like emotional advertising is a great way to connect with people and let them know that humans are behind your brand and that like that you're more than just like a corporate entity that's main goal is making money. Uh, however, now everybody's emotionally advertising because it's a very emotional time and it comes off in genuine when it's in such a saturated area. And I think people are already emotional enough as it is. Like we're already trying to care for our neighbors and our community. You don't need to add to the fire, especially as a brand or a business. I think it's not helpful. And I think that's the biggest issue with these ads is they're not answering anyone's questions. They're not helping them. They're not even providing entertainment, which is like why some people watch ads for the Super Bowl. Like they're not doing anything. And if you're a business right now, I think the way you, you, you set yourself apart through your marketing efforts is you look to, to see how you can answer specific questions people are faced with right now, um, specifically questions that relate to your business and the services you offer. If you see an opportunity to make someone's life easier in COVID because your business can do that, that's where I think the opportunity lies to highlight that. Like, I, I think as much that businesses owe their communities, it is a point to remember that like, you have to offer people something valuable and it's not enough to just create a sad story and post it online and hope that people connect with you because of that. Um, with that said, like, we're experiencing a lot of changings in advertising. That could be one. People aren't, don't know how to market right now because there's a lot of questions, so they're just trying their best. But we're also seeing a lot of changes in how businesses are going to be shaped after this whole thing slowly and hopefully ends. Um, so we're experiencing a lot of things with the uncertainty of the future in relation to the pandemic. But one thing in terms of how businesses are going to be shaped after it all fizzles out is going to be a, a huge dent in the retail industry. Um, retail was already declining before COVID-19 really picked up. And even more so after we're experiencing more stores uh, close their doors 
which is going to affect real estate. It's going to affect consumer buying habits. It's going to affect a lot of things, to be honest. And where the death of retail is happening, I think we'll see a rise of e-commerce and a rise of and uh, a rise of dependence on online functionality and online marketing and, and, and creating a branded presence through the digital space. Uh, e-commerce is already a big thing for, for certain businesses and brands. I don't think anybody's surprised by Amazon's uh, reports for the quarter following, uh, following COVID-19, considering everybody probably bought something from Amazon in the, t- in the last three months that they were home. Uh, I know I've bought several things. Amazon Prime memberships probably picked up. So Amazon saw huge growth because of their digital presence. Retailers like Walmart also saw huge growth because they have a huge retail presence. However, you've also seen stores like Pier 1, I believe, close and call for bankruptcy. So you're seeing a lot of, a lot of different sides of that industry die. And what's showing is the, the bigger superstores that had more to offer are the ones that are surviving, whereas the more niche clothing stores that only offered really specific products for specific crowds are dying. And it's showing that that thought to gain a larger audience is what helped people. So if you are a smaller store and you're thinking, well, crap, how am I going to get people to come in and buy my clothes? I think the biggest thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to figure out a way to recreate that experience online some way. I've seen a lot of retailers do a lot, utilize their social media to kind of, I want to say reconfigure a shopping experience for their customers where instead of obviously a customer can't try on something, they might have an employee try it on and show how it looks on the body when they walk or something. And there's just different ways to supplement that interaction to where you can record videos providing valuable information with what's going on at the time for your audience. So it's going to be making sure that your products, services are available for purchase online to, to uh, I mean, still be able to turn a profit, but also to make sure that you're still providing some level of customer service through all the digital channels you have. Um, at your disposal for communication. As that happens, I kind of look to what people are going to be doing during the summer. Um, the death of retail is is not the only industry that's going to be dying. I think we'll see like less people going to the movies. We'll see less people eating out, even as restaurants come back. Like personally, I'm very excited to go eat out at a restaurant and stuff my face with all the food and have a waiter give me a side eye because I refilled my water when it was only halfway full or whatever. I'm excited for all that again, but at the same time, I'll be weary because COVID-19, I mean, I won't be going out as much. I know that. I'll probably wait a little when, when we can start going out. I'm sure tons of people will be doing the same. And as a result of that, I wonder if more people start going outside, uh, state parks, national parks, uh, opportunities for outdoor entertainment or outdoor fun (laughs) are going to be a plenty this summer. Um, Some families fish, some camp, some hike, uh, some play sports. So it makes you wonder, like, Whereas we lose this one aspect of society, is another industry going to grow? Is the outdoor industry going to 
experience a huge boom and then what businesses in that industry are going to benefit from it. I think the businesses that are going to be able to spur people to action or at least get them excited for the summer and get them excited for all the possibilities that they can spend their summer doing are going to be the ones that are most successful. So ones with like good content marketing that really aligns with people's lifestyles. Uh, Ones that start to provide ideas for different ways to spend the day. Maybe you're a fishing brand, for example, and you've, you've released this great line of, of fishing rods and stuff and all types of things to keep people fishing. But then on top of that, your marketing campaign focuses on providing people delicious recipes to, to cook fish with after they catch them. Like, there's gonna be so many opportunities to, to fuel that desire to go outdoors for these brands that I would assume that the outdoor industry will see a, see some growth and probably won't be as affected by this whole pandemic and shut-in as other industries will be. And it leaves me kind of hopeful that certain businesses don't die in my city because, like, I love eating at certain places, but the reality of the matter is, is, like, I probably won't be going to them as frequently. Uh, so... With all that said, in regards to this episode, uh, it leaves us with like a lot of thought as we embark upon the summer and we make the transition from spring to summer. There's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of brands, uh, for a lot of businesses. And the only thing that you can really give solace to them is saying an online digital presence is gonna be your best bet to survive. It's, It's not something that's costly to start up most online accounts on social media are free. You don't have to utilize paid advertising. Through organic methods, you can grow followings and attract new audiences. And really, you don't have to pay that money or pay that much money to, to establish your brand online and start to grow a following. The best thing you can do is create a content marketing strategy that people value, that keeps them entertained, and that prompts them to share it with others to also grow your brand and your community and begin to establish a loyal customer base that helps you grow your business. Um, So yeah, as we embark upon the summer, I wish those listening to this podcast good luck. If you have any specific questions about what you can do for your brand or your business as we approach the summer and you feel like you need help with your marketing goals and and, uh, strategies, and your branding tactics, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, You can reach out to Brand Iron online through a contact form by emailing us, uh, by calling us, and we have a complimentary consultation for anybody interested in our services. So uh, yeah, good luck, have a good summer, and see you to next time.